transition going. Hey everyone, welcome to the patch. This week brought to you by Blue Apron. Yay, right in the middle. Oh wow, right in the middle. I use Blue Apron. Blue Apron's great. It is We're literally just talking service. about starting it. I'm very excited. We'll talk more about our wonderful sponsor a little later in the show. But for now, introductions. Hi, I'm Greg Miller. How are you? Yay, uh, welcome uh, Greg. Uh, <laughs> I'm, you know, on the show that I do uh, here, it's called The Free Plays. Uh, I like when people clap. Nobody claps on the show and it makes me sad. Oh, that's I'll weird. clap for it. Thank you. I'm Greg like... Miller. Yep. kind of funny. Yeah. Thank you! That's what you should get as yeah, a guest. You're right. It makes you feel good. Meg Turney. Gus. Thank oh. you! Clap at home! Gus. What is that? Could you go back to that shot and, you just cut to? And Gus. Is it gone now? They cut to like this weird in between us shot, like uh, the spirit of Gus was between us. And uh, room for the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah room for the Holy Ghost. You stole my joke. You're in, you stole my chair and you stole my joke. <laughs> they, he was they like, all said, sit. Yeah. They all said you were gonna get mad if I took your chair. You it's took it. Yeah, it's I'm, not his fault. I'm used. To, I, I'm, I'm excited about sitting in this other chair. I stole it's your Ryan's chair. It's chair. Mm -hmm. I cut you open. You don't get mad about anything. No, I'm cool, man. I'm easy going, despite my, <laughs> my despite my persona. Ten years from now, I'm gonna strike me down. Spit all in that water that you're drinking. Uh, it's a little weird wearing the earpiece in my right ear. I'm gonna have to get used to it. It's like driving oh. on the left side of the road. Sure, I'm gonna get sure. used to it. Uh, so here we're, we're here for the patch. We're here to talk about video games, video game news, stuff we've been playing. Um, so this week, you know, we're doing Game Club. Game Club is back uh, yeah. at the end of this. We play um, a game and then talk about it in depth. And uh, Greg's gonna be joining us. We're talk about uh, Life is Strange, which is uh, a game that I think dominated a lot of my playtime in the mm. past week mm. uh, leading up to this. So I didn't get a chance to play a lot of new stuff. Life is Strange is one of those games, and we've talked about this at length, where it's like one of those episodic games where that's when I did my cutoff. I was like, I can't wait for more episodes anymore. I'm gonna, sure. I'm just going to wait till it's done. And I'm glad it finally came up in Game Club because it was my excuse to finally get back and, uh, and finish the game and play it. So, But we'll be talking more about that uh, after the patch. But speaking of episodic games... You listed one of the games you're playing this week as being uh, the new Walking Dead series. Right. They finally started up Walking Dead Michonne, so Michonne. I had to jump in. Three episodes. It's not the normal five-episode run from Telltale. Uh, and it's also filling in the gap of the comic book, which I thought was exciting, and being a big Walking Dead fan in all genres. Uh, I don't, Not to spoil too much for you, but the Walking Dead at one point jumps ahead in time. Ah, and so you come okay. back and you don't understand 100% where people are. And when they reintroduced Michonne in that, we had known she had been gone, and this is filling in that gap. And so for episode one, it did what I, you'd expect a Telltale game to do. It's interesting. There's no closure or anything. I still have a million questions as to what's going on, why she's with this group, and so on and so forth. But it's exciting. I mean, it's fun. It's what I. It's fun. It's what I like about those games: making the decisions, seeing how they play out, and you know. The one thing you, I think you always say about Telltale games, right, is that they run like shit, and yeah. there's always a bug and a glitch. And it, they were doing a new presentation style for a few of the button prompts. I didn't have any crashes or anything like that, so that was nice playing on PlayStation Four. So this one follows like a comic storyline. This one is it fills in the gap of the comic storyline. So wait, is this canon now? Is yeah. this considered? So this is like blessed by because it's a partnership, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skybound Kirkman. slash Kirkman and Telltale, right? Yeah. And that's how seasons one and two are as well. Season one and two are canon for okay. the comic universe. And and that's why you see Glenn introduced in season one, and then they talk to Herschel a little bit and stuff like that. But no Rick, nothing like that. They deviate, and they've always deviated. So there's always the fans at every convention ask Kirkman if Clementine's ever going to meet Carl or anything like that. And he's always very adamant that no, they're not going to do that because right. that'd be cheesy. It's the and weird. universe, but we're really not touching on any of the comic exactly. books. Exactly. Let's Which tell stories differently. I think is how or why Michonne didn't interest me because I'm not a comic book fan. Like that, I wasn't in the show or anything. And that's stuff. the the really interesting thing for me as 
you continue to play through this, they're going to have to talk about what drove her away, and then that is, in a way, unless they never do it, which is weird, going to spoil the fact of what happens in the comics, which theoretically will spoil what happens in the show to some extent. You've right? got yourself a Game of Thrones there, my friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here we are, just out into the wild. What happens? Who knows? Mm, who knows? But no, it's interesting. The voice acting's good. It's um, I can't remember the actress's name now, of course, but one of the women from Orange is the New Black, uh, she does a really good job playing Michonne, so it's not the, you know, the woman from the TV show or anything. But it's good. It feels natural. And what I found really interesting about it, right, when I play Walking Dead 1 or 2, and I'm playing as Lear, I'm playing as Clem, right, I'm playing as what I want them to do. Like, this is, like, the decision I'd make. These are every man, every woman characters I get to be. Whereas with Michonne, I'm playing it, and I'm very much like, Michonne wouldn't say that. Michonne wouldn't do that. So you're playing it as the character. Yeah, it's like an actual, like, role-playing game where I'm like, Michonne would be quiet here. She wouldn't say any of these things. You know, that's That's different. Yeah. Like, as someone who's never really read the comic, I look you forward to ruining bitch. that character. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a totally different place yeah, than exactly. you would. Yeah, exactly. I have the first two issues, and so I've, I think that means I'm a comic book expert, kids, uh, <laughs> that I never read. It's very mm. exciting. Yeah, but no, I just, I'm kind of waiting out to see. I guess it's really childish. I would like to preface this by saying it is really childish. I know I'm wrong before I begin any of this. Right. <laughs> you don't have to put it in the comic box, although you will. Um,. I feel like I should be, with my own not buying Michonne, yeah. punishing Telltale for not giving me more Clem. Yeah, but I mean, they, they're going to get I there. I know, but I just give you more Clem. I know, but I don't want to support you... you deviating from what I want you to do. And it's childish and shitty, and I will buy it because I love Telltale. Yeah. Right. But I'll, part of me feels that way. I'll wait until all three episodes are out. Do they have a timeline? Have they announced a timeline for they the They claim that this one's going to be super quick. It's actually going to be like every other month, if not every month. I forget. I don't have that in front of me. Every yeah, other super month. Quick. Super it's quick. Every <laughs> hey, for Telltale, we're like, where the, where the fuck is the end of Minecraft? <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I was waiting on those, and then finally I was like, oh, wait. And I Googled it, and it's been forever since they, like, the last episode came out to where the new episode is. Well, that was the best because Minecraft was like the, see, me and Gus were bitching about how long it takes Telltale to come out with stuff, and then yeah. Minecraft came out, like one and two came out very like back-to-back. Yeah. People were like, see, you jackasses, they're going to be so quick now, yeah, and yeah, now yeah, where, yeah. where's yeah. Your, your Red Sea bug god now? I yeah. saw a, a retail box version of Minecraft story mode at a, a store yeah. over the weekend, and I was like, they finished that? Yeah, no. Nope. no, no. That's, they've had that since, yeah, episode one or two, I think. They put that out right away. And that was the big thing. I remember when that popped online that, like, oh, Amazon's leaked that this is going to have a retail. And I was like, well, there's no way that's the release date. They don't even have episode one out. How are they going to do that? And then it's just the code and you get everything inside of it. Yeah. But it's, I, Telltale's fascinating. I love watching what they do because I like so many of their games. Colin always argues that they put out too much and that they're ruining the formula. But Colin doesn't play any of the games, so he's just being a naysayer uh, from yeah. the sidelines. But it's awesome that I was there with they, at a, the Age of Ultron screening where they announced that, like, we're working with Marvel. And I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. I wish it was DC. And then a Game Awards, <laughs> like, we're making a Batman game. You're like, what the, what the hell are you doing? Like, you didn't put out any Marvel games yet. Guys, <laughs> Greg Miller's grandmother coming to Telltale. It's like, they do make a lot of games. Right. But I love, I love, I love, I love The Walking Dead. They did some cool things with Game of Thrones. Like, there are series that I, I'm interested in, but... I do feel bitter when it's not yeah. they're not working on the series that I want them to work yeah. on. Sure. And, and I, I should preface, I mean, as much shit as we talk, I buy all of the games. Yeah, we do. Out. We and, always and I, do. I love all of them. They're all fantastic games. They're really great stories. Um, but I, I, I can share your opinion. Like when, after Walking Dead Season 1 came out and then they did, what, 400 Days? Yeah. I was like, eh, it's okay. I want more Clem. You know, yeah. it, was yeah. the same, it was the same kind of thing. But at least 400 Days was feeding you into Season 2, whereas, like, this is completely different. This and is it's like, so... It's like The Walking Dead. Michonne, and it was like such a 
cock tease. And I wonder how many people are picking it up, thinking it ties in the TV show, and then yeah. being like, well, there's no explanation of where this is. And are, are they ever going to touch on the fact that it's filling in this comic book thing? But are we going to talk about Ezekiel? Are we going to talk about this? Like, where does it matter? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. No one knows. What about you, uh, Maggie? Got anything new you're playing this past week? So this past week was the 20th anniversary of Pokemon. Mm. So uh, as a good Poke lover, Poke pal, I, uh, I picked up the old Pokemon Blue. I got it on uh. my Game Boy SP. Clamshell. Uh, so that I did. I played that this weekend a little bit. As just a little, little nostalgia trip. So, uh, and uh, forgive me, I never gotten a Pokemon, oh, yeah. so I need some explanation here. So you Pokemon, gotta catch them all. You do. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Not kill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing it wrong. Uh, so are these? So Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow came are gonna, out. Are, we're going to be on the eShop. Yeah, they're out now on the eShop. Are these re-releases? Yeah, this is like a, these are re-releases of the original, the classic games, but I played the actual. I didn't oh. go t- download it in the Wii eShop. I was like, oh, I have, I still have the cart. I'll just play it over here on this tiny screen. Yeah. But you don't get the wireless communication. That's what, you know. I don't, I, mean, you get I don't get the Game your... Gear aspect of holding the fucking <laughs> Wii U remote in my hand. I don't. So it's a, oh, so it came out on the Wii U eShop? Yeah, it's on the oh. Wii U eShop. Okay, interesting. Yeah. All right, I like that. I, I, I feel like. I never wanted to like the Wii U, but there have been a couple of tiles where I'm like, all right, yeah. They're on the 3DS, though, good. too, right? Because Michael Jones, Michael's I think playing. they're on the 3DS. Yeah, I saw over there. Yeah, I think you can get both from the shops. From just the eShop. I'm on the Wii U shop. I'm going to fact check myself. Fact check. Um, yeah, I think the last game that I really played a lot on the Wii U was Mario Maker. Oh, and you got to yeah. play Yoshi's Woolly World. Oh, no, I did play Yoshi's Woolly World. Fun. That's correct. Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful game. Very yeah. fun. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's annoying as hell to accidentally eat, because Gavin and I play, um, yeah. and you'll like accidentally eat the other person, and then it becomes like a weird microcosm for your relationship, which is like, why are you holding me back? Oh, my mm-hmm. God, let me go. Um, <laughs> but then they like, it's really, really fun. It gets really frustrating. It has the same thing where like when Mar- new Super Mario Brothers came out, and you'd like accidentally knock each other down into like thing that really annoys me but they have a hundred bazillion different yoshis and so it's always a race to who's going to get the yoshi you unlock in each level mm-hmm. and of course I, the yarn cute. amiibo yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, with so the, the nfc yeah. So in the jealous. butt <laughs> in the butt um so this, this is kind of a weird phenomenon that we see a lot in, in movies where two movies with a similar premise come out around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Does it strike anyone else as weird that Yoshi's Woolly World and Unravel come out like within like a month of each other? Well, well I mean, that's just Nintendo being a bunch of dicks. The fact that like Australia had it in like June. Right, yeah, like, Woolly World came out forever, forever ago. And then they held it forever to get it to America, yeah. Uh, well, you and also, there's also a, uh, I mean, but Kirby's Epic Yarn sure. was beforehand. Yeah, yeah, of course, I mean, of before course. Unraveled, Yeah, so. but this is still like two oh, yarn-based properties I'm coming sorry. out. Oh, it's only on 3DS. I'm sorry. Pokemon 3Ds. 3DS. All right. It's two, like, yarn-based like, properties coming out the same time. It it's like Dante's Peak and... Oh, Volcano. Volcano? Yeah, the other one. <laughs> Dante's Peak, so good, though. Only one had Pierce Brosnan. And then, uh, what was the other battle in Los Angeles and... Uh, the sky. Something? I was thinking of what uh, the asteroid one. Was it? Oh deep yeah, impact deep impact and Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. He said, "What is it? Skyline. Skyline. That's it. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. So it's it's just weird that that those games come out around the same time. Uh, we got a few things to that I want to talk about here, but I, I I'm I like I'm liking that we're talking about games that we're playing. Yeah. So uh, last week we talked a bit about. Firewatch, and the time we recorded the patch, uh, I had not Firewatch. finished Firewatch yet. Oh, you finished it? Let's so, yeah, I finished it the day we filmed the patch. Yes, I finished it, like, as soon as we were done with the patch, I went and finished it. I forgot. You put in the chat what you thought of it, and then you had to run away from the chat. Yeah, like, I was like, 
I love Firewatch. It's really good. Bye. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know some people are, are upset with the way the game ended, right. but sure. I was I was really happy with the entire experience. I thought it, it concluded people. well. It's um it's one of those games where it, it like tries to. It reminded me a lot of Gone Home, where you kind of think maybe the game's one thing the whole time you're playing it. Sure. Then it kind of maybe like changes a little bit, and you get like a different resolution than what you're looking for. I mean, right. Yeah, I see that. No, it's an artistic choice. That I respect as the game that it is. I absolutely respect the game for what it is. It is not the game I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's exactly how I feel. Because oh, like, I was playing, you know, when I remember I'd been wanting Firewatch for so long. It was on my right. most anticipated yeah. list. And when I finally got it, you play through this amazing intro. You know what yeah. I mean? And I thought day one and two, I was like, holy shit. This is the first game I'm playing in so long where it's delivering on all the expectation I had. And then I felt like it started. And it got like, wait, what does this mean? And why is this happening? And okay. And then it ends. You're like. All right, like I, it, we were talking earlier about the journey, right? The mm-hmm. journey was good, and it was that the other, and I get to the end, and it's the same thing where it's like I understand what you were driving at, but it wasn't like out of the park for me, right? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I felt I felt guilty for not liking it more than mm. I did. Mm. Um, I feel personally beholden to Ali Moss for not liking it as much as I did. I feel like I've disappointed him as a fan. You sure have. I, I'm sure I have, and I respect what it was going to be, but. Like, I play games because I want to play a game. I want to play an adventure. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play life. Uh, it's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I hated Sunset so much. I felt uh, like bringing no, Sunset, nothing <laughs> Sunset happened was in that totally game. different. Nothing happened in that game. Do not compare Firewatch and Sunset. I will. I will compare no. them right now. No. Sunset, yes. Sunset was. Oh, interesting. Tell me, in Sunset, didn't you have a journey? It was like an emotional journey. <laughs> it was an emotional journey cleaning someone's house. Right, but discovering, <laughs> his, discovering his little Billy Bobs being a spy. Oh. You do all those things in Sunset, don't you? Yeah, you are. You do have a point there, Meg. Thank you. I will, I will give you that. Thank you. But um, Firewatch, I, I felt like they did such a good job of creating that universe. And it was just so good. Looking at it, it was so beautiful. I really even liked the mechanic of the disposable camera. Yeah. Just like going around and taking photos. <laughs> you said, did, did you forget to take photos? I only forgot. I only, like, I took one photo right when I got the camera and then I completely forgot about it. So the credits were like one photo and then a bunch of white squares and it just added to the disappointment yeah, of the yeah, ending. Yeah. It was like an extra like slap in the face. For me it was like end. yeah I took like two very nice panoramic shots and then there's a pivot point in the game without spoiling anything where I was like oh I am not getting in trouble for this and I'm just like taking photos all the time. And it was like <laughs> crime scene investigation <laughs> photos of like I'm gonna if anyone's gonna try to nail me I'll nail them yeah, with this. Yeah. Um, I, I loved it. Like to the point point where I became very protective like every photo was precious because yeah, I was like yeah. I don't like you only have so many photos on that camera I was like if I'm gonna take a photo it really That's needs perfect. to mean something yeah, yeah, yeah. so like when the credits finally rolled I was like oh I do remember that like oh right I was like it was almost like looking through like, your vacation right, photos, yeah. vacation photos. <laughs> like oh I remember this I like I was doing this and we were walking here yeah. I, I got a bunch of beautiful. white squares and I was like ah oh, fuck I was supposed to take photos <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I thought it, it was a really cool mechanic, and I thought some of the stuff they released about, like showing the model from a third-person perspective, was really horrifying. Oh, yeah. Like the giant arm that like grows out of the backpack yeah. and then like slurps back in. Yeah, yeah it was it, really cool. It really you know reminds you that you can be immersed in the game and you forget that it is a game. Like a hand isn't moving closer to your face. It's just a drawing that's getting really huge and looks like it's getting closer to your face. So it was cool to pull the curtain back and see that. Sure. Um, cool. The other thing I was really interested in was that song that's playing on the boombox when you first encounter the Skinny Dippers really early in the game. Yeah. I don't know if you all read the, the backstory on that, but apparently for a long time, uh, Camp Santo, is it Camp Santo or Campo, Campo Santo? Santo? Campo Santo. Campo Santo had uh, some 80s song. I think it was a Bonnie Tyler song in there, but they felt like the song was too powerful and taken away from the moment. Like people were focusing on the yeah. song instead of the scene. So they found, and they didn't have a lot of money to license the song, so they found 
this couple who I think at the time were living in Louisiana who had made on their own like a throwback 80s inspired album. Huh. Uh, and so they were like, oh, can we just license one of the songs from your independently produced 80s pop synth album uh, and that's what they ended up putting in the game and uh, it's like it's this husband and wife team who the, I think their band is called Cheap Talk and uh, the song's called Push Play and you can listen to it all on SoundCloud like if you look it up on SoundCloud it's been there for like five years and that's it's just awesome. like yeah they they just got contacted it's just like right place at the you right time I think they're just like the most excited people of all time I, I wonder when it happened they were just like sure yeah. random video game person that we don't know anything do whatever the hell you want to I, would, I like to believe they were like this is it this is our, our big break. They got like a cake when the game came out and we're excited about it. Yeah, that'd be it. nice. Yeah. The yeah. one cool thing about Firewatch that I was talking about with our guys is the fact that there was like the range of opinions from like our Kevin who was like, this is amazing, to Colin who's like, I thought this totally missed. But what I loved about it is that every time we talk about it, it becomes a 45-minute discussion about it and this theme and that. And even the other games we all play and enjoy, right, I don't feel like that's how it ends, right? Like, even Fallout, it was like, oh, I like Fallout, you like Fallout, what do you think of that? Settlements suck, all right, see ya, and then it was over. Whereas this one was like, well, I think they were driving at it because of this. Well, I made this choice in the beginning, and that's why I'm mad about the ending. And you're like, all right, that's cool. No, definitely. I think a lot of people, and it, it drew people in for different reasons, I think, yeah. is one of the things that people really like, because it's like, oh, I, I wanted this to be a psychological thriller about some guy who's stalking you well I wanted it to be an exploration of mental illness and yeah. like all these different things that you feel like have brought you in man that dream sequence where he's talking to her and he yep. hears his wife you're like I was like this is it he's crazy and yeah. he's absolutely like going nuts and maybe I'm not even in a forest maybe this is like yeah. my own mind and then it was and, none of well, that there's that line where you can radio back to Delilah and mm -hmm. say that and I did it and I was like yes yeah. and then she like shuts you down and you're like that was cool yeah, in a way of yeah. like man, like they're like nipping that in the butt am of, like, I even here right now now, yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. what's wrong with you? This isn't all about you, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, I was going to say Firewatch. I don't know. I lost my train of thought. I was so, so intent on listening mm. to you. Oh, well, uh, as for what I will be playing this week, uh, Dan's in town, so Towerfall is in order, as uh, always. So Y'all love that to Towerfall. Towerfall is awesome. Yeah, I love Towerfall. Yeah. Obsessed. Hmm. Love it. Here, let me, uh, let me read a little bit about our sponsor, huh. as long as we're talking about Towerfall. Uh, they made no connection at all. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I remind everyone this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Blue Apron. You need to know how to cook. Not only do you feel like you know your way around the kitchen, but cooking at home means eating healthier and saving money instead of ordering expensive takeout again. But where do you start? Blue Apron has you covered. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers all the fresh ingredients you need to create home-cooked meals. Just follow the easy step-by-step -step instructions. Each meal can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. No overwhelming trips to the grocery store. No more sad takeout. No matter your dietary preferences, Blue Apron makes it a breeze to discover and prepare dishes like adobo-style chicken and spiced turkey burgers right in your own kitchen. Cook with ingredients you've never used before, like watermelon radishes, farro, and purple potatoes. Recipes are between 500 and 700 calories per portion. Delicious and good for you. Right now, you can get your first two meals for free at blueapron.com slash thepatch. It's blueapron.com slash thepatch. A better way to cook. You can see it right there. It's on the screen. Get two meals for free. You need to eat. You may as well eat free food. That's good. Good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love Blue Apron. I, I, most days I go home, like, you, I get, like, three meals a week from them. Most days I go home and just, like, cook. And it's, like, even after I've been working all day, it's, like, yeah, sure, it's fine. It's yeah. easy. You, like, bust it all out. Well, you, you get know? to put it on an autopilot, right? Because right. you have it all printed out. And it's just, like, wash the vegetables. Okay, cool. Cut them into circles. Great. Yeah. Now it's done. Put them in the oven. Or it's, like, what, what, what should this look like? Oh, there's a picture. Yeah, yeah oh, exactly. Like, yeah. Okay, exactly. Cool. Yeah, am yeah. I doing this right? Yeah, yeah. there's always, <laughs> am I doing this right? Okay, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. It's super handy. Highly recommend it. You got to eat, like I said. Why not? Um... What else was I going to talk about? So you're, you're going to be playing Towerfall this week. Yeah. Uh, so the, the other thing I want to talk about, 
Do you have anything else to say about telephone? No, I'm sorry. Okay. Was, okay. I was, I was, trying to get, I was actually just trying to, trying to buy you time to remember what you were uh, thinking of. The other thing I want to talk about was uh, one of the games, you got a chance to play uh, Quantum Break. Oh, yeah, Quantum Break. Oh, played that last week. It. Put it up on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. YouTube. Let's play. Oh, yeah. You, uh, plug your website. Kind of funny.com. Kind of funny.com. Um, yeah, played Quantum Break. By far my most anticipated Xbox One title of the year. And it's one of those that I think since they announced it, like once you say Remedy Games is attached, I'm in. You know what I mean? Because what mm-hmm. we're talking about here, you know, it's funny. We're talking about Life is Strange, Firewatch, Walking Dead, all this stuff. Like I'm, I always say I'm a story whore. You know what I mean? Like that's what I love. And that's what Remedy's so good at. And so when they showed Quantum Break and they show all the action, it's always like, all right, cool. Yeah, you get to do all these time manipulation powers and whatnot. That's cool. And playing through that first chapter, it's another one where I was like, oh, please don't fuck this up. Because your first act is so good of playing through and getting the story and seeing. Because there's also my fear of like the uncanny valley, right? Because they're using Iceman and they're using the guy from Game of Thrones and using Dominic Monaghan. I'm like, oh, I hope this. And it all works. And you're walking around and it's totally one of those. All right, walk in and go to the lab, right? Or walk in and talk to this girl who's protesting and look through this and watch this video. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do this in everything. But even then, it was the story part was so good and interesting, right? Of like time collapsing upon itself and what happens in these experiments and whatnot. Getting them to go through and play, and then it's like, all right, cool. It's a third-person shooter. Kind of forgot that part, but then mixing in this time stuff where you're shooting around, running like the Flash, or putting down a time shield, or all this stuff. It's like, this game looks awesome. Like, for, and granted, I've only played, you know, two, two and a half hours, I guess, but mm-hmm. I totally am in love. It's one of the games that, you know, when they first announced it, I was super excited about, and I feel like they went radio silent for a long yeah. time, like really worked on yeah. it, and it was a long time before we saw anything, and even now, you know, I still feel like, they're holding back a lot. And that's the and that was the thing of like, you know, like even when they were like cuz they came over to let us do the let's play. And like I'm like, well, "All right, where do we start for the best thing?" Like, "Well, you know, two, chapter act 2 part 1 or whatever is going to be the best." I'm like, "Cool." Like, "But you should play through everything." I'm like, "Ah. Oh, I hate playing the games cuz then it ruins yeah. it when you play it." And that was the thing of like playing through it like there's already stuff happening that I wasn't expecting where I'm playing through, right? And there's all these hidden things and then level yourself up and get stronger. But then, you know, you get to these uh junction points where it's you have all the gameplay and then before you cut, you know how they have it mixed in with live action like this TV show aspect. Before you get there, they have these I think they call them junction points where you play in the game as the bad guys and you make a decision that then drastically changes the game from there on out. Because there's all these different cutscenes and variations on the cuts. Yep. Well, they're not cutscenes. They're TV episodes. Yeah, yeah. But tw- they're also cutscenes. Exactly. I know. It's so confusing, right? There's something. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's all these different variations on what you can get. I'm really interested to see, because we were just doing a newsread about it, and one of the things that Eddie wrote about it is that the, the TV show episodes will give you tips on how to, hmm. to continue. But hmm. is it really tips, or is it just things that you can observe and then... It's, you'd have to extrapolate from it the way yeah. I understand it. Okay, so it's, it's one not those... like, hey, make sure you choose the green thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, it might, I mean, it might be they say some dialogue like that if you ever get if you ever see this kind of guy do this. But like the way it worked for me was in the game, you, as you're, you can, again, plow through the game, do whatever, but there was this one off-the-beaten-path thing that we went and investigated, and it was Dominic Monaghan's character. is like, oh, well, this isn't right, and he changes this like formula or whatever, right? And they were like, now, when you get to the live-action part, you're going to get an extra scene in that relating to that, mm. that that now has changed what's going to happen there and then at the junction point it was the bad guy from game of thrones whose name i can never little remember finger. yeah little yeah. finger yeah. and he walked up and it was like all right we have this you know they're calling her this witness or whatever right and there's you get to make the choice on how we hand, how what we do with her but that's going to drastically change how we handle everybody from here on out he's like the company will you know remember pretty much right and so it was that you can execute this girl but then it's eventually going to get out that there were people and you kill them and everybody's gonna hate the company but we'll have you know manage the message or you can force her into this pr 
PR campaign and frame uh, Sean Asin or Sean Asmore, uh, and then it'll go that way, right? And you make that choice, and then that then decides what you see in the next scene or whatever, like the actual episode. And then coming back, that changes what character you would get to talk to you to run you through this one part. So, okay, so do you play both the good and bad guy? The from what I understand, the game is the good guys. You're playing the good guy role, but then these junction points leading you into the cutscenes are telling the story of the bad guy. So I don't think it's ever going. to, And I don't know because obviously I did the one. I believe it's that you're the bad guy in terms of like, I don't think you're going to be using your powers and shooting stuff and doing stuff. I think it's more like you, that's your transition to then go into the cutscene and make a choice that changes that. Do you, I mean, do you then try and make decisions that are going to help the good guy? That was or? the thing. That was totally oh. the thing. I feel yeah. like that's probably what they want you to do, yeah. but I'm, I'm a depraved asshole in games. So but I feel like I'm gonna be like, yeah, execute that bitch. Like I'm gonna be as evil as possible when I'm the bad you'll guy. You'll have like split personality maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Be well, that's what I was thinking, right? Yeah. Because it, it is that risk reward, because it is it was basically like, you know, we could kill her and then it'll get out and people hate us, or we frame him and make his life tougher on him now. But that you're he's the out good there. guy, so you exactly. don't want that to happen. And so happen. I was like, fuck, well, I don't want her to die. So I chose to make life harder on my ah. character going forward or whatever. But I need to make the biggest, baddest little finger I can make mm -hmm. to take it'll be more satisfying when I, I take understand that, yeah. I have a real hard on for Littlefinger. I can't. I won't lie. He's a great actor. I said in the chat earlier today, uh, anyone who can d deliver a passionate diatribe while two girls bang each other in front of him has me for life. Right. If you, you if he can maintain your yeah. uh, your attention. And he did. Yeah. He's he's good. He was also in uh, Dark Knight Rises. His name is like Aiden yeah. something. He was at the very beginning. He was in the. Oh right. Yeah. He's yeah, a CIA yeah, agent. Yeah, yeah, he takes yeah, yeah. Bane onto the plane. Uh, yeah, like as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, yeah, Littlefinger. Yes, brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, they, but so, uh, you know, I'm super excited about Quantum Break, but they did have, like, I guess a little bit of bad PR or a weird bit of news that came out this week, weird which news, was yeah. the live action television shows are not stored on the disc or installed locally. Instead, they're being streamed via your internet connection. You can install them locally on Xbox One, but not on PC for some reason. Which to encourage you to buy an Xbox One. Any sense, yeah. Like, <laughs> so you can download them like preemptively on the Xbox One, but you're downloading all the variations of all the cutscenes. So you're basically storing a bunch of stuff you're never going to use. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it doesn't know which ones you're going to use, which makes sense. But then for PC, like where that makes sense to download a bunch of right. stuff, you at this point they're not announcing anything. Yeah, I think one of the articles I read about it, speculators, pure speculation, was that oh, well, now PC gaming can go up to 4K, so those would be huge video files. It's like, well, yeah, but then why would you just introduce, like, a settings toggle? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want only the 1080 stuff or whatever. Right. It's well, still, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. They went gold, like, two months ahead of time. So maybe they got time to patch it in still. You know yeah, what I, mean? I mean, like, why not, like Ashley was saying in our story, like, why not add just, like, an extra disc that has the cutscenes on it? Like, yeah, pop yeah. it in, install it from there, or do something, you know what I mean? Like, But I mean, the better sense. question is just why play PC games at all? How dare you? There's no trophies or achievements. <laughs> I don't want my Steam trading oh, cards. My favorite part is that you said there's no, no one gives a shit about trophies either, Greg. Uh, yes, they do. No I one gives I a shit. I think Greg shit. does. I think they all give a yeah, shit about it. I think it. it's only you. Only you. Yeah. very passionate. It is true. Uh, you and three other people, very excited about your trophy reunion. Right. There's no trophy hunters here at Rooster Teeth, okay? I tried to register I that website. I know you're a bunch of fanboys, and it's really <laughs> disgusting. I tried to register that website, but it's uh, like a hunting website. Like, <laughs> like, it's like Big Buck Hunter. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, that's, that's what it is. Uh, at least it was when I looked like sure. five or six years ago. That's still popular, so I bet it still is. So um, the other thing I'm worried about is, on top of that, not like not being able, now if you don't have it installed locally, like, what if Xbox Live goes yep. down? You know, they've had some issues oh, yeah, yeah. last week or the week before. Well, even then, if you own it and Xbox Live goes down, like, I couldn't even launch Limbo last week. I was like, oh, Netflix isn't working? See if I can get that Limbo achievement I never got. Oh, I can't even, I own and have downloaded the game. Cannot mm -hmm. play it. 
If you're Ridiculous. on a PlayStation 4, though, just make sure you list your PlayStation 4 as your master console, and you can play all your downloaded games mm. without having to connect to the PS. I think Xbox One, if you list it as your home console, it's slightly different. Well, I can terminology, see why that but yeah. Her up, but I'm just letting you know your PlayStation 4. How you fix it. Same thing. So speaking of PlayStation 4, yeah. What they, horrible news do you have to deliver about no, no, PlayStation it's, it's 4? No, good news. <laughs> they have uh, they announced uh, the beta for the 3.50 uh, firmware. Ah, yeah, their next firmware, yeah. Because uh, if there's uh, anything PlayStation fans love, it's firmware. <laughs> Uh, so I, for the first time ever, I got right before we came on. I got an email where I got invited to download oh, the, nice. the beta nice. firmware. I've never gotten that before. No way in hell I'm installing. Yeah, it. thank of you. Not. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Do no, no, a bad all idea. The, for all the firmware they released that bricks PlayStation 4s, and that's to the public. Don't join the beta. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I appreciate, I appreciate it. I appreciate the email, but I'm I'm not installing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were some really cool features in there. Uh, I saw. Uh, let me see. So they. It's just some stuff that I feel like should have been there uh, earlier was like fr friend online notification. Yeah, going uh, invisible, right? Appearing offline. And then one really cool feature, uh, which I thought was an amazing idea, which was user scheduled events, which is basically like a calendar invite where you're like, hey, I'm going to be playing Last of Us at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, uh, and I'll send you uh, an invite, basically. Then at 7 p.m., just like automatically creates the party, starts up the game session, yeah. and we can start yeah. playing. We are so old. Remember when you just went outside and were like, you want to play? Like, now it's like, I've sent you a calendar invite. It'll be automatically starting yeah, at yeah. 7 p.m. Like, I just feel like it's grown-ups now that play games, huh? Sure. As opposed yeah. to kids. Well, when you got to schedule that eight-man destiny raid, yeah, right? And you got to remind everybody. I, yeah, and I think that. it's great for stuff like that. Yeah. No, it is. I'm, I'm, su I'm super excited about that feature. I'm excited about the appearing offline thing because Gus fucked me by putting my gamertag out into the world. And uh, now people add me like crazy. Welcome Thanks, to the Gus. club. Thanks, guys. Um, and then, so they also have the play together feature, which just seems weird to me. I guess it's like if you're in a party, everyone can see what every person is playing, so you can easily join or start a new game. It seems like, okay, it seems it, like that's a party. It's yeah. the normal stuff with the PlayStation firmware. If it's like, okay, cool, you're doing stuff, and that's rad, but it's like, why can't we change our names yet? That's one of my notes Why here. can't you change your PlayStation name yet? And like, what the fuck are communities about? They put out communities, and it's like, Cool, we have you know the kind of funny one maxed out in a day, and now we have a second one, and it's like, there's no reason for me to go in and update the message of the day ever. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's not like it's giving you notifications or driving you, but maybe these parties mm -hmm. make it easier. Yeah, well, I feel like a lot of this is, you know, seems like it's establishing, it's all very community and friend-focused yeah. updates. So it seems like, you know, maybe road mapping more features, you know. And I, well, they've talked at length about how, you know, they weren't built for changing names and this, that, and the other. But then it's like the other most requested feature from PlayStation fans, right, is folders. So that it's not just an endless stream mm. of yeah. boxes, right? Can I just <laughs> make the A through Z folder and put all my games in there, do this, or multiplayer, you know, have, give them the ability to jump in there and organize stuff, which even though, you know, the cross-media bar was always a nightmare on PlayStation 3, you could still at least, you know, flip it into folders and have different views, whereas right now it's just, you know, running off. Mm -hmm. um, and then... They had two more features, one of which is in the beta, which is Daily Motion is now a destination for live streaming for all of the people who watch live streams on yeah. Daily Motion. Seems like a weird feature to me. Uh, Daily Motion, I feel like, is where I find like news videos sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's such a strange pair. I can't wait for the live leak integration to yeah. start. <laughs> when you watch a snuff film live from a PlayStation 4. I thought that was that's just called you PT. Stream. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another feature which isn't in the beta, but what I don't know why it's not in the beta. They said it's going to be in the full release. Is the ability to remote play to Windows PCs and Macs, right? Mm. Which is something I think would be really, really cool. I already use that functionality on my Xbox to my Windows machine a lot. Sure, but being able to do it to a Mac would be way more useful for me. Well, 
I thought you were you had something you want to talk about, especially when you're talking I, about your computer. So I'm gonna let you segue into that. Put down my iPad to talk yeah. about this. Yeah. I finally built my oh, I didn't build. I finally bought a, <laughs> a, a desk for my home PC game oh. setup, so I, I don't have to sit on the floor anymore, and I will no longer give myself hemorrhoids. Can you from get playing hemorrhoids too much. from being in a too hard chair though? Maybe, but my chair has a cushion. Oh, good. So um, my it. my butt is saved. And uh, I'm so excited. I, d I haven't gotten a chance to use it too much. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I haven't got a chance to use it too much because I was playing a lot of Life is Strange on my Xbox One. But now that uh, I'm done with that, I'm going to go right back into XCOM 2 and plant my butt in that chair. I love that you're saying it like, now my butt is saved by this new invention called a desk. But called <laughs> Gus going to the store and buying a desk. <laughs> I was really lazy about it. It's yeah. like, it's a laptop. I'll just play I'll just have my giant table. polyps in my ass. No big. It was a big. It, it was really bad. It motivated me. I was playing Shadowrun Hong Kong and sitting on a concrete floor for so long. That How long did you sit on the floor? A weekend. Jeez, that's and, wow. Yeah, my butt revolted. My butt was not happy about that. that. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Um, I've, I've got a desk now for, okay. for my PC gaming. So yeah, uh, I'm going to do XCOM 2. I finished, I'm still, I'm probably only halfway through XCOM 2. I think I'm, I've got like 30 hours in that game and I'm still only like halfway through it. We, um, I don't know if you saw in the no chat that we did, um, Eddie said he just started Undertale. Uh, and he was like, man, uh, Tario's the best. She just made me a caramel uh, baking thing. We're best friends. And I was just, I love watching the, right before the road. Wait for it. Yeah, you <laughs> just wait, buddy. I love when people start something like Undertale and are like, everything's going so well. This is a great game. <laughs> yeah, they fucking just twist the knife. Yeah, they do. Um, so let me see here. So we're going to... This is about Life is Strange. Anyway, whatever. Um, so I'm excited about my desk. I'm excited about playing more PC games. I feel like this is a good segue for me to begin doing more PC gaming and then getting ready for VR uh, mm. headsets. You know, the Vive. When you won't sit at your desk at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like a lot of it would be. like. I think it's going to be limited motion, like sure, limited course, range of movement. Of you still really can't see with, you know, VR headsets strapped on. But I, I'm looking forward to playing Star Citizen. With a, a VR rig. And what about the helmet that you have to put on your ship? Then, then you lose the helmet, and then they decide to strike that feature. <laughs> you remember that? No. You no, know, it was a menu feature for a while they worked on. Was like you had to put, you had to go into your ship and put on a helmet to access the menu. But the helmet was movable and could be put anywhere in the universe, and people would lose oh the helmet, my and God. it was the only way to get to the menu. <laughs> oh so they my were God. Like, yeah, maybe not a good feature. Maybe we should strike that shit. <laughs> or maybe like. Make sure you leave the helmet on the ship. Tether like, the yeah, yeah, yeah. As you walk out the door, you get an animation of the guy taking the helmet off and putting it in the helmet pod yeah. or something like yeah. right next to you. So now it doesn't exist anymore. So um, I guess the HTC Vive pre-order started mm. and at $7.99 each, and they're coming out in early April. Uh, I feel like, did we talk about this already? That there wasn't, I feel like there wasn't as much revolt over the Vive price tag as there was over the point, Oculus price all tag. Kind of just I think, yeah, it was, I think after the punch of Oculus, that's not, that's when everybody started changing their tune on how much Vive would cost and how much PSVR would cost. And it's like, I think you're expecting everything to be expensive now. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean we've had no indication from uh, Sony as far as like pricing for PSVR, right? Right. Yeah. But I will say that um, we made a joke in one of our news reads about the Vive being higher than Oculus, and people were like, you guys are shilling for Vive because you didn't say how much higher. And it's like, 
it's fucking expensive. We know, all know that now. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to say every single time how much everything is because VR is going to be expensive. And, yeah. and the fact that people were so surprised by how expensive just, to me, shows the inexperience with introducing brand new technologies into the gaming space at this point. Like, this is not just a new console. This isn't just an iteration on a phone. This is a brand new technology space that people are really starting to build out on. Of course it's going to be expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was, uh, yeah, and I, 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 I guess I kind of expected it the right. whole time. Well, yeah, that was the thing. Once Oculus came, and, Ocu- and I think maybe it was just that the fact that I think more people were excited for Oculus than Vive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Oculus had that. It just has a name. Run up, yeah, and then when Facebook got it, there was outcry over that, and then when it came out, there was outcry there. But I don't, yeah, I think Oculus set the tone of how much it's going to be. And Oculus is supposed to start, start shipping by the end of March, right? I think so. I think yeah, yeah. Like, like by late March, it's and like I think the Vive is shooting one. for April fifth. So, I mean, we're going to start seeing these in yeah, people's hands. Yeah, units are going to get in people's hands soon. Really soon. I was comparing the minimum system requirements for both of them, and it was surprising. Like, they're pretty much identical with a couple of minor differences. So both of them require uh, an NVIDIA GTX 970 or better or an AMD uh, R9 290, uh, processor of an i5 4590. I was kind of surprised that you get by with just an i5, but I guess it's more like GPU uh, intensive than CPU. Uh, the Vive required 4 gigs of RAM, but the Oculus required 8 gigs of RAM. And then, like, then you get into, like, the the real, like, specific stuff. Like, the Vive requires HDMI 1.4, but the Oculus can get by with HDMI 1.3. Like, how, who knows on the top of their head, like, what Honey, HDMI where did I put the HDMI 1.4? Yeah. <laughs> where, do I, where do I get the extra point one? Monster uh, will be selling a $100 version of that <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm excited for both of them. I, I went ahead. I, I pre-ordered a Vive, like, when they came out. And I pre-ordered an Oculus. So, I'm super excited to get both of those. Interesting that you did both. You didn't, you didn't pick. There was no loyalty there. It's... It's it's weird to say, but it's for work, right? It's right. like I have to have both to be able to like compare and contrast and be able to talk about it here. But why wouldn't you then? I, I guess maybe just because I'm frugal. But I I just I, I would wait for Ryan to tell me, or you know, because Ryan has them all. Mm-hmm. I would go over there and try them out and then pick one. But mm-hmm. if you've got both at home, I mean, if you have the means, God bless you. But. <laughs> Uh, I just feel like that's so many headsets have. Are you going to also get like PSVR? Are you going to get HoloLens? Like yes, yes. Are you also going to get a bunch of like styrofoam heads to have them on like bat, yeah. in the bat cave and <laughs> yeah. have them like lined I, I, I want to get where, where's the head? Y'all have the head in the pre-show, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got a bunch of those and uh, and set them up at home. Um, so yeah, speaking of we're both it's terrible with our, our mic. Speaking of HoloLens, I guess uh, Microsoft also announced their um, HoloLens Dev Edition. And shocked everyone with a three thousand dollar price tag. I would drop it in a heartbeat. Tell me you're going to give me Hololens and it costs three thousand dollars. I will save up my pennies to get Damn. it. That is how much I love it. Changed. I felt like my. I remember where I was when I put on the Hololens for the first time. I was at E3. <laughs> <laughs> but it was honestly like the first time I've ever felt like I've tried on the Oculus and uh, and I you know I've done like you know, the cardboard box thing and all sure, that. Sure, sure. But uh, yes, yes, yes. yes, um, yes, yes, yes. But Hololens was the first time I ever felt like I was truly in the future. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. I for was me, truly it, like, oh, future. I I like Hololens when I've used it before, but for me it was the uh, it was the first game unit, and it's not limited to just it. But PlayStation VR when I played Res, and I was playing Res and shooting all this stuff, and then the boss went behind me. I was like, all right, cool. And then I was like, wait a second, and turned around. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god! Like that's yeah. the moment. And like I know, I, I had played Eve Valkyrie on Oculus, you know, when that debuted at E3 three years ago, and that was really cool, but not my kind of game. Whereas this one experience was. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. thing that is most interesting to me, uh, or most exciting to me about Hololens, is just like the different approach. You know, like the whole augmented reality versus virtual reality. Yeah. And I like the fact that you're not blocked off from the sure. world. Like I'm always afraid when I put like those VR headsets on that. Jeff's gonna come and kick me in the balls, or yeah. like something's gonna. You know, happen. Or, yeah, you know. I'm gonna trip. 
I just feel like the thing about this, because I played, we played um, Slender in uh, on the Oculus, and that was scary, sure, yeah. but... I I can't imagine playing a game like PT or Slender or something in Hololens where it's my actual house yeah. and I'm seeing something come through my wall. Oh. I it's, it's, I don't think like I already didn't think I'd be able to do horror gaming in VR, but I really won't be able to do augmented reality. Right. Once you take the headset game. off, that your wall is still there. Yeah, the wall is yeah, still yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You're Whoa. like there might be a monster back there. It could be. Yeah, I don't know. Guys, but I turned my TV around when I was in high school so the ring girl couldn't get me. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to deal with Hololens. So some of the stuff they showed. So they announced uh, a few games that I wrote some of the stuff down. Where is it? Uh, they announced that the, the dev editions are going to come with... It's only available in the U.S. and Canada, and they're going to come with three games, Young Conquer, Fragments, and Robo Raid. And Young Conquer, I guess, is a, a Conquer, Conquer game. Where it's, yeah, he's um, younger, obviously. But <laughs> they, they showed... So in the video, we just showed a little bit of it. In the video, they showed some really interesting stuff where I guess the device figures out you know what's in your room and Conquer interacts with it. Like if you have a couch, they show him like... Bouncing on the couch because he right. realizes it's a couch. They show him like on a coffee table, and if he gets to an edge, like he's like, "Whoa!" Like he's gonna fall over, and that seems ridiculous. That seems just absolutely crazy. I don't know how something like that would work. I don't know how something like that would work, but I do know that E3, I, I, it was an environment they had set up absolutely, but it, the the, holo, the holograms were so responsive. Mm -hmm. I just felt like. If I need to walk through and look at everything in detail for it to scan it and then that's the room or whatever, like, I believe it's going to look just like it does in the demo. Like, I believe mm -hmm. it's going to look that good because I felt like everything was so responsive. Like, I was just blown away by mm -hmm. it. I, f I felt like also in these demos for these videos that they just released, they, they started doing something which I don't remember them doing in previous videos, so correct me if I'm wrong, where you actually see the hologram, like in the Conquer video specifically, you see Conquer leave the edge of the viewable frame. Huh. Like and there's it's kind of outlined to show you like this oh. is really in in space this is where the hologram would live so it seems like you know they're they're getting ready because I I feel like that's from people who've tried the hololens I always hear that's the number one complaint it's like well the field of view is not as big as you would expect sure. and I feel like this is beginning to like set the seed like this is what you can expect to see can we see that again like is there a way to pull that up I, I don't know if y'all can cue to like do a we have the ability to replay just... videos yeah. oh so we do it's, oh. it's, it's, shaded. it's paused. Oh shit, play the video. But you can see the shaded area sure. there yeah. Yeah. we're kind of yeah, yeah. talking about. And then if yeah, if we play it a bit, you should see Conquer maybe go through. Uh, My thing with the augmented frame. reality, it's okay, the, keep it going. The we'll, HoloLens we'll thing is that it all looks cool, but it all looks super tech demo-y. And don't get me wrong, yeah. I know that's how it all so starts. Off the edge yeah. There. But like, I'm interested to see where the game Thank comes you. in. You know what I mean? Where it yeah. isn't just that. Cool, I put it on and something's bouncing on the table. Like, even mm -hmm. the Minecraft one was cool at E3 where they, like, you know, went in and went through the world. But then I was like, you're also, that's not how you play Minecraft. You don't yeah. look through the world to figure out where you want to dig and stuff. Whereas, like, I feel like with VR, you put it on and you're in a game. Right. Like, yeah. Granted, no, that took a long true. time, too, yeah. to get there. Because I remember the original VR demos using Oculus V1 where I'm just sitting on a throne or whatever in, like, a throne room. And I'm like, cool, it's an interactive painting. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that that comes, but it, with them finally putting a price tag on it and talking about stuff, I'm interested to see how it works well, in terms of my own. And I'm, I'm curious to see moving forward, like, if it becomes, you know, I don't even know what their plans are with it. Like, if it's going to be a consumer product or aims for its business. The fact they're shipping games with it makes me think it is, you know, a consumer product yeah. that they're, they're, they're shooting for. You know, the, 
the Vive and the Oculus dev kits were much cheaper than the actual consumer product. Yeah. The HoloLens dev kit is $3,000. Yeah. Like, is that going to increase, you know, when we actually see a final consumer product? It could. I also think they're kind of just trading off the fact that VR is really hot right now, and it must be very expensive to do what they're doing with HoloLens. Like, they, they felt, and I can't imagine it being just something that was really light, because at E3, it was like a honking thing. It felt like on my face. Like, mm-hmm. So I, I think the price tag would come down for the consumer model. I don't see it coming down much. I mean, I would be shocked if it were less than twenty five hundred bucks. Wow. Well, so it, it's interesting that you say that because I and so they released. You know, we keep showing that Conquer video, but they released three different videos. You know, one for Conquer, one for Fragments, and one for Robo Raid. And each of them is like a two minute, two and a half minute long video. And the first minute is here's the game that we're creating, and then the the last half of the video is always like this device is a Windows 10 device. Like then they, they spend the back half of the video talking about how it's a computer. Like they're setting it in your mind like this is going to be expensive. You're yeah, buying yeah. a computer you're yep. putting on your face. Yep. And <laughs> that's why I'm saying like $2,500 for a VR device or an AR device really is insane when you're going up against the Vive that's $799 and, um, you know, an Oculus. But I just, I think it's worth it. I feel well, like you put it on your face and you're sold it if you like can afford it. The difference is, and... This is the, the, I'm just totally reaching here. I'm just trying to justify. It's like you buy the Vive, right? You pay $800 for a Vive. You still need to buy the computer yep. as well. So yep. it's like it's it's the bundled price tag. Whereas, like I keep saying on the back half of these videos, they're selling you like this is the only device you need. You don't need the other well, stuff. But yeah. it's not really a computer replacement either. Like no. if you buy your computer to use with the Vive, there's other things you can do with it. This seems like this is the only thing you can do with it. It also seems, though, like you put a Vive on your face, you're playing a game. That's what you're doing with the Vive. The HoloLens, as they showed it off at E3, was like, yes, you can play Minecraft, you can do this Conquer thing, sure. But you can also see your calendar invites and Mm -hmm. put things on your house. And it seemed more of like a lifestyle device as opposed to almost like a Google Glass type thing as opposed to just a gameplay device. Yeah, and so then, I mean, don't forget about VR porn, though. Yeah. Can I get AR porn? That's what is really crazy. Is it for pirates? It's R porn. Um, (laughs) So on top of the games they also said that the dev editions are going to ship with skype hollow studio hollow tour and action gram so i guess hollow studio like lets you snap shapes together to create 3d images hollow tour is like a tour of the world you go to famous landmarks oh, nice. and you can like see them and you can i guess they said that it shows off like the spatial sound capabilities of the device cool uh and action gram which is uh mixed reality capture i guess like filming vr sure. stuff uh or ar stuff i am not ready for I'm not ready for technology as it is now. I'm definitely not ready for where technology is going to go. And uh, the reason that I say that is because you said it shows off the directional like mm-hmm. audio of the Hololens. I can't. I already can't handle directional audio. I was running um, and listening to Zombies Run, ah. and somebody behind me said something, and my headphones made it like it was actually behind me, and I jumped in the air and screamed in the middle of the street. Like I just <laughs> absolutely was like, ah! and I looked around me, and there was nobody there, and I was so confused. I was like, I just, I, I gotta get like headphones that only do this thing sure. because it's too much already. Mm-hmm. Old lady turning. I'm too, yeah. <laughs> I'm too frightened of the world. Audio these days. <laughs> so many drivers. But I'm really curious to see, you know, where the future goes. Like, if you draw the line out, you know, this makes me think of early cell phones. Like, yep. you had to carry a bag with a giant battery and it was heavy and it sounded like shit. But, you know, now we all carry supercomputers in our pocket, essentially. Like, drawing the line out 20, 25 years, will we have this device where it's just like, Oh, it's just an add-on for your glasses, like yep. a reflective clothing. It's like, oh, you want to add AR to your glasses, add little speakers. Then it's just like, 
anything else you carry with That's you. That's what I was talking about with Google Glass, yep. right? It's like, you couldn't pay me to wear Google Glass right now, but as soon as they boil it down to a pair of frames or whatever, where I can have, yeah, of course I want that. That sounds awesome. I, even then, like, I, it's insane to me that Google Glass was, what, like three, four years ago that people could buy into that program? Like, that's crazy that it was so long ago and that you could say things to a pair of glasses or gesture with your head at a pair of glasses and then it did stuff and it worked like that's insane to me that we're already there so i don't think it's 20 25 years that you're gonna get an ad on your glasses i think that's five years from I, now i think it's that long just if no other reason for battery technology Batteries are so heavy uh, and like so shitty. But think still. about things like hearing aids have batteries. Yeah, but they're, and they're not tiny. like they're not putting visuals in front of you, you know, and speak. Well, I guess they are doing audio, but um, doing audio. I think like vi the the display aspect. That's what I think. You know, drains a lot of battery. Like we're gonna have to get to the point where you have like really thin, uh, low power OLEDs. You know, that can go. They can be integrated into glass. What did uh What did Google Glasses battery life look like? Does anybody know how remember. long the battery life was? I know Jack had one, but I always made fun of him. <laughs> so he yeah. never, he <laughs> just stopped wearing it, it yeah. put it down in the drawer. No, I, I have no idea. Huh. But yeah, it's always battery and, and processing power. You know. But, but even if we start with something, you know, we were talking earlier today about the Sidekick and how <laughs> when we started googling things on it and it took three minutes to get your results back, it was still like. Fuck yeah, I'm out in the world oh, yeah. and I'm getting my result, my Google results. If your glasses are tiny, but they and they take five minutes, but still, it's on your glasses. I mean, maybe that's we don't wait for it to be as powerful as our iPhone in our eye. We start, we take a step the back. Eye. Ah, the eye, your eyes phone. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm super excited. I feel like you know between the VR stuff with the Vive and the Oculus and the AR stuff with the Hololens, I feel like you know we're on the cusp maybe of. You know something bigger, and for the longest time, I, I'm the biggest VR skeptic. You know, oh yeah, it wasn't until we started getting you know later iterations of devices here that I've tried the Vive, I've tried the Oculus, where like finally now I'm starting to come around. Like, okay, I can see that there are games where this will work for it. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah, but and uh, but I'm definitely late in in singing the praises of this stuff. But I mean, that's the whole thing is it's really going to be interesting because I think this is the first chance it has to work and be cool and be awesome. But it's like it still needs early adopters out the wazoo. And will there be enough? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you. The, but the thing is, like people shit on the seven ninety nine price tag, but then it was sold out. The yeah, pre-orders were sold out in what, a minute? I think like, they said they sold 15,000 units in 10 minutes. Yeah, so I mean, there are a ton of people who are yeah. very excited. I think I'm more nervous for, and this is one of the things that Oculus was saying before, um, maybe like six-ish months ago, is there are going to be hiccups and things that don't exactly work right. You don't expect this to be the end product for VR right, at this point. Like, you have to treat it like prototype right that was the same way for us when i was you know when they announced playstation vr i was like this is going to be playstation move again like sony's jumping into this copying other people even though they've been working on it i don't know forever but they're jumping into a pool they're not dedicated to and the reason move failed right is that move came out and the launch lineup was like, hey, you know what i mean there was no like stellar great one right mm -hmm. so nobody bought move then none of the games sold developers looked at those numbers and were like why would i make a move game and nobody made move games and that's what i was worried about happening with vr and still could happen even if it is a success mm -hmm. even even if it comes out and people are like, these games are great. If not enough people are buying them, no one's going to be there to infuse the money to developers to make this worth their while. I, I just did some math. Oh, 15,000 units at $800 is uh, $12 million. Wow. So they, they sold $12 million product in 10 minutes. And that's the thing. And it's interesting because you do have Vive, you do have Oculus, and you do have Sony doing this, right? And like, 
interviewing the Sony people in my line of work, right, when you talk to them, the way they talk about it is that they are treating this like the launch of the original PlayStation. Like, this isn't the end for them. They want to, you know, in 20 years, they're going to look back and talk about it. And, like, it's one of those things where that sounds PR-y, but the people who are telling me aren't telling me in a PR-y sense. You know right. what I mean? This is like over drinks. We're out to dinner. We're talking about this. And the way they want to talk and believe in it makes me want to believe in it more. But that's what's so cool, right, is that people have the foresight to know that not everything's going to be a success yeah. and to, like, soldier on just for the sake of the technology. Like, sure. that's such a cool way to look at something. But the worry always is, right, that it is a business. And so even if you have leadership right now who's like, no, we're invested and it's going to be rough going and da-da-da-da, when they get replaced, does the next person believe that? They, you know, I mean, I mean, look at Xbox, right? When they right. did come out, we're like, entertainment, we're doing this, this is the Xbox One, and then, boom, everybody got out and Phil had to come out and be like, cool, we're games. Games, 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 yeah. games. Oh, I, felt, I was literally just showing, I was cutting um, the Xbox One reveal, and I yeah. Don Matrick in his sad little face. I, just, <laughs> I miss it. Even when he was smiling, he looked like a sad father, and I just <laughs> wanted to give him a hug. Like, he just has, like, this, like, he was introducing the Xbox One, and you could tell he was like, we fucked up a little bit here, but I gotta keep going, everything's <laughs> fine, uh-oh. Things aren't going as well as we thought. Keep so, going, Don. Um, I'm going to go back to the move real fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the thing that drove me crazy about the move was... Everything? <laughs> well, yeah, but I, n- I never bought one. But I was a huge fan of Heavy Rain on the oh, PS3. Yeah? Loved that game. And then sometime later, you know, I, I played it when it first came out, finished it, loved it. And then sometime later, I went back to play it. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to go back and replay Heavy Rain. Booted it up, you know, patch to patch, went through it, started the game... By default, it expected move controls because the move had launched. I was like, I don't own a move. What What do you I do? Get out of here. And I was like, how do I? I uh, God damn it. Like, why would you default to that? Yeah, yeah, so I was yeah, just yeah. like, fuck it. So I just like Never put a, again. Yeah, I put a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. It, was, it was like they came and like knocked my ice cream out of my hands. <laughs> well, now it's back on PlayStation 4 with none of that crap. So you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That just launched last week, right? Was yeah, this week? Tuesday. Yeah. So I, I, that was a game I really liked. Dude, Heavy Rain's awesome. Yeah, and that's, uh, did you like Beyond? Uh, I was not a fan of Beyond. Yeah, yeah, nobody was. Yeah. And then, except people who want to claim they were and you weren't. But yeah, that was the thing. I haven't. I want to replay Beyond now on PlayStation Four because they did that uh, thing where they took it and put in the ability to play it chronologically, which oh. for me was the like the huge misstep of that game. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Why is she doing this? Where's what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I'm I'm super excited about that. But if I were so that that's, I'm a big proponent of digital games and buying stuff yeah, and digitally and downloading it. This is one of the moments where, like, Heavy Rain would be one of the moments where I would want a physical release because when you bought the physical release on the PS3, it came with a little origami. You could make yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Could, you could, while you waited for the game to install, you could fold origami. I don't know if you know that you can fold origami at any time. Right, but like, it came with the paper. That. It came with the line. <laughs> sure, so I, like, can, I can build Legos anytime. It's cooler to do it at Lego Dimensions when I'm sitting there. <laughs> yeah. um, but you were talking about, you know, Phil Spencer, you know, kind of pivoting Xbox One from this entertainment platform to a games platform. Right. So similar to Sony... Uh, releasing the 3.5 beta, you know, Xbox just rolled out new features as well to their preview program. Uh, where are they? I've got them written down here somewhere. Oh, here they are. So they've got some, they've got some good ones, and then they've got some strange ones. Okay. So um, good ones are things like I lost it again. So you can now purchase 360 games directly on the Xbox One, which nice. is good. I mean, now all this backward compatibility was a pain in the ass before. Now streamlining it makes much more sense. Um, now you can broadcast party chat during Twitch broadcasts, which is really cool, and it notifies your party that they're being broadcast. Hey, and, it live them, mic. Yeah. <laughs> and it gives them the option to opt out. Oh, nice. You're like, don't broadcast my mic, which I think is like technical. That's like some technical wizardry sure. to me. Like, that's pretty cool. PSN would literally explode if you tried to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, uh, you want to change your name? Oh. <laughs> and then some of the, one of the weird ones is party chat for up to 16 people. Oh, 
I can't imagine what, what chaos that is. Fuck. What like I understand, like, maybe, like, wanting to hang out and shoot the shit with your friends, but I can't imagine 16 people playing a game and trying to talk all at the same time. Is there a way, and I'm sure that there is, but I have not investigated, is there a way to turn off people who are not on my friend, who I am not friends with, with you can from sending me oh. notific, like, party invites, and There's, then, because I Let me God. tell you the problem. Let me tell you the problem Please here, Please tell Meg. me, Gus. What happens is you can set all of that. And you can make it so that you won't get these messages or these notifications. But the second you log into another box, it resets those permissions to the default setting. So it then re-enables all of these messages. No, I'm somebody who floats between two I boxes. I am somebody Gus. who floats between boxes as well. So it's it's a gigantic pain in the ass, and it's something that they need to fix. It really sucks because it's con like, hey, party, par I don't fucking know you leave me alone yeah it's like oh i'm gonna go home gonna buy gonna rent a movie gonna watch it on my xbox oh first oh, world problems we're friend too popular on the internet i'm so popular <laughs> people want to be my friend i just want to watch a movie yeah i don't want to be in your party you go away now yeah so yeah that, i think that that's what the problem is really bothers me mm -hmm. um we also talked about uh, earlier today people changing gears um the xbox one always being always on originally mm -hmm. taking that Saying whoop shouldn't have done that. Do you think Quantum Break will do the same thing? What, what do you mean? It should, For Quantum Break shouldn't always be on. Well, they're saying <laughs> people are saying that like with the streaming cutscenes, that it's a way of them actually getting some sort of DRM check that you have to be connected to the internet all the time to get your streaming cutscenes. Oh, I think that's I think that's conspiracy. Oh, you you too, Tim Foil Hat for you? Yeah, a little too far out there. I love. Don't get me wrong. I love a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> I uh, loves me a good conspiracy. I think that. Theory. I think what I think it's just a side. Effect. I think it's just an honest problem you know it's just like mm. a side effect of having all these different branching potential cutscenes. Mm. and it's like how do you get all of this compressed and down and make Why it look good on a disc you should be able to that's probably like they don't want people ripping all of the video files and then posting it all on youtube i imagine that's the only reason mm. but whatever i don't know that's that's i could buy the i can can buy the conspiracy theory right because theoretically then if you're putting it up on a torrent site or whatever or you're you know ripping it that way then maybe if it does have to ping to get them it can check if it's an actual authorized purchased copy of it because back to the heavy rain example right when you're talking about how you loved the physical release there was an interview with david cage right when they were leading into beyond two souls talking about the fact that what sucked is that heavy rain if you went to PSN trophies and saw how many people <laughs> had the trophies, right? It was something like 7 million people had it, but only 5 million copies of the game uh, had been sold. So they were like, we well, know. That might have been resale also. Sure, it could have been, yeah. but I mean, resale is the same problem, right? Yeah. Resale problem is there's still no money going to the developer, yeah. just as if I lent you the game or whatever. You're not paying them. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, there are there are some exceptions. So, I mean, the, 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 the example I can think of, like the counter argument I can think of to that is, my wife doesn't normally play games. Yeah. She saw me play in Heavy Rain. She was so interested, she also played it. Sure. That's the only PS3 game she ever played. So it's like she also has those there's, trophies as that's well. That's the whole thing. Is right. the, yeah, there, there's pros and cons to it, right, of course, because I could give it to you. You could play it now and be like, no, this is awesome. And then, yeah, when Beyond comes out, you buy it or you're excited now for Detroit. You know what I mean? Like there is word of mouth to it of spreading the content out that way. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, that was, that was a fantastic game. I have another question. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned the Xbox 360 games on Xbox. Have there been any other... PS class like PlayStation Classics announced other than that first group of for PS2 like four yeah you know, Dark Cloud and GTA's and yeah, all like that Parappa stuff. the Rapper was one yeah, of them yeah yeah they put out more I don't think they've announced more but they put mm. out a second wave of them maybe even a third I but. think a lot so I think right now they might be having like an identity crisis with that where it's like do they keep releasing that or do they push people to like PS Now where you you know you can stream I thought I mean do, making that move I thought was kind of uh, them admitting like PS Now is not working the way we wanted it to well go. PS right. Now's prices were really crazy too. 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's a there's a pricing structure problem there. It seems yeah. almost like it should just be, you know, an on-demand service where it's like an extra couple bucks. If you have PS Plus, it's like an extra couple bucks or something, and you you get access to the. It's whole one library. of those things where I, you know, the 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 writing on the wall that I don't know if you should believe or whatever, right, is that they don't talk or publicize PSN, PS Now. They rarely talk about PlayStation View anymore. It's like, this is how PlayStation Music went out, right? They did these things. The install base never came. All right, let's slowly get out of it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I don't know. Yeah, PS Now has always been interesting, especially when you talk about, like, no matter what, there's a little bit of latency. You know what I mean? And then it's just like, well, then I can't play this platformer or any of these other games. Why would I get into this? Mm-hmm. There was a, when I was at PSX back in December, there was a really long line at the PS Now booth. Yeah. Because, and I was like, wow, people must really be excited about, you know, PlayStation Now. I was like, I'm going to go check out what's going on. So I'm like walking around. I'm like, oh, these people are all trying to check in on the app. Yep. They think they need to check in on PS Now, but they actually need to check in like on PlayStation Network. It's like, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. the next booth over. Like, oh, all these people are in the wrong place. Like, right, right. They want to get their trading cards or whatever. Right. It's like, oh, those machines. I was like, oh, that's. Kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I felt yeah. kind of bad for the people like working the booth because sure. like, oh, we got a big crowd. Oh, they don't realize well, they're, in, here they're in the wrong yeah, place. They don't care about you. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, like, so I ask about the PS Classic or PlayStation Classics because um, I recently started listening to the Busted Groove soundtrack again. Yeah. It's one of my favorite PlayStation games, uh, PS One game, and someone in the office has it. And I was like, man, I wish that was on PS. Like I could get a new version of yeah. Busted Groove. It's such a sad, neglected little title that nobody cares about. Um, but that's the thing is, like, if they're going to – why don't they come out with their full library? Like, I would pay I don't know how much money a month to be to have access to all of the games they've ever released. Right, but how then I that? think it's, uh, isn't, it's, you know, it was built before the digital future, like licensing. Right? I mean, I remember when Crazy Taxi's available to download, great, and you jump in and had none of the songs. Yeah. And you're like, wow, this sucks. Yeah. Where oh, the hell? Oh, but roof. A plus to whoever in the booth found that so quickly. I definitely didn't say I was going to talk about it. Such a good game. I love that freaking game. Yeah, I didn't. I did not remember it until I saw it. And I know that game. I love that. I think Britney Dance Beat was superior. How dare you? How (laughs) dare dare you, you? (laughs) Kidian is offended. That's one of the names of the characters. Okay, Um, we're just about out of time. We got like a a minute or two left. But the one last topic I want to talk about before we go. Was uh, Activision announcing they're not going to have right. a booth at E3 this oh, year? Oh yeah. Following. Well, they're going to be supporting the Call of Duty launch. Well, they're going to be, or, and they're going to rely on partners to showcase their games, like Sony, yep. and uh, showcase their booths, their games that way. So, I mean, EA's out, or they're doing their they're EA doing their off yeah, the thing the weekend before. Activision's yeah. out. You know, is this? You know, <laughs> do you think that this is the signal of like the decline in the end of E3, or is it just like an iteration? Like, are we going to see a, a revamp of the show? I don't think it's the cl- decline of E3. I think companies. Do this all the time. You saw it with the PS4, you saw it with the Xbox One. They both announced outside of E3, where traditionally you would announce a brand new console at E3. I think a lot of people think they're going to get lost in the news shuffle of E3, which is a legitimate concern. But I think that we learned this past year when Fallout 4 was announced mm-hmm. and Fallout Shelter was announced. If you give people what they want and you have a badass game to showcase, people are going to cover you regardless. But I don't think EA and Activision have to worry about not getting coverage. It's but like I the think two they do. Publishers. I mean, think about EA's press conference last year. They brought up fucking Pele. Nobody Nobody gives a shit about Pele, and I will continue to say nobody gives no, a shit you're, about Pele. you're 100% right. The, it's not that they don't have to worry about it. It's that they worry about the fact that they are never going to be the big guns. When you talk mm, about E3, mm-hmm. you talk about Microsoft, you talk about Sony ending the day, you talk about what is Nintendo going to do on the Direct the next day. Mm-hmm. Whenever it gets to the Ubisoft EA one, it's kind of like the, all right, cool, another press conference, let's yep. see. Come on, Aisha Tyler, yeah, you exactly. show us what we have this year. Or if you feel like they give 
you know, they give their big exclusives or their big announcements to the hardware manufacturers right. yeah. and then they're left with, you know, smaller titles. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Absolutely. So it's I smart think... and it's the same thing with what Bethesda did, right? Where they yeah. had stuff to announce and they got out in front. And that's what you expect EA to do, right? We have this event, we'll do this little thing at the end before it actually gets going. So then do you think EA is going to preempt you know, any Xbox or PlayStation conference and make their own announcements at their thing and then just leave the hardware manufacturers with nothing? Well, I don't think they're going to leave them with nothing. And also, I mean, like, when you think about an EA again, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of a sports game. I'm yep. thinking of some racing games. I'm not thinking of anything that I'm like, fuck, yeah, did you guys see at the Xbox conference? EA said, like, I don't give a shit. Like, they're properties that I don't care about. So I think they're going to try and get out in front, and they are going to have their own news day. We're going to be covering what they're talking about. Because, That's where they'll show Mass Effect. Yeah, they'll like, show you this new taste of it. Yeah, Here you go, like up to E3, there's such a news drought. They're definitely going to help fill that. Yeah. But then, as soon as Xbox and Sony come out, we're going to be talking about that's them again. all we'll talk about. Yeah. Who won- and it's always who won, it? and it's never. Yeah. I hate. I hate. Ubisoft. I hate yeah. that question. Who won E3? Like, who ha- why does someone have to win? Because that's how. That's life is a competition, it's, Gus. You know who wins? Who gamers? Oh. We oh, all we all win. That's, that's such we a win. nice feel good answer. And also, hopefully, uh, I think uh, Dave Oshry tweeted this: more room for indie games now that they're not going to be on the floor of E3. Yeah. So more butt sniffing pugs. I like that. Yeah, that's what we. Yeah, that's yeah, what I, was where like, I, I said. That. I was like, that yeah, was my yeah. game of show, man. Those <laughs> <things>. <laughs> all right. Well, we're at time. Uh, so I want to thank everyone for watching. Thanks, Greg Miller. For Thanks for having funny me. For watching, go check out kindoffunny.com. Wow. Uh, Fuck the whole studio crew for not. Uh, I can't clap Greg for myself. Greg Miller. Thank you, you jackasses. Thank you. Clap at home, everybody. Periscope yourself clapping when I'm off here. All right. We'll see you all next week. Oh, stay tuned for Game Club. Life is strange. (laughs) Welcome to a very special edition of Game Club. We're here to talk about Life is Strange, and we're joined by our, our very good friend, Mr. Greg Miller. Hello. How are you doing, Greg? I'm good. How are you? I wish you had just Thanks been like our very us. good yeah, friend, yeah, yeah. Mr. Ryan Haywood. <laughs> <laughs> and Meg Turney. Yeah. And as always, Gus Sirola. Yeah. Yeah. So we're here for our monthly game club to talk about Life is Strange. You look really much bigger than me. It's, it's an optical illusion. It's, it's, it's the I'll go further the way back. This goes. I'll do this, too. Okay. It's, there we uh, go. Oh, yeah. Yep. perspective. Really get a, much yeah, better. I mean, it's, there's nothing wrong with being um, Really kind of get in there. It smells good. You do smell good. Yeah. <laughs> Look uh, how much you're emphasizing <laughs> the crotch here. Uh, I'm, Meg, I'm, I know how to pose. You yeah. can take a few lessons. I need to. I, I need you to come be my coach. I heard kissy noises as he kissed my shoulder. Oh, that didn't oh, happen. Kissed no. That um, weird. Here to talk about... Life is strange, and life is definitely very strange right now. Yeah. Um, Five-part series uh, released by Don't Nod. Yep. Which mm-hmm. I love. I love the name of that yeah, studio. Great. It's, it's a palindrome. Yeah. Um, and it's about a 18-year-old girl who discovers she has. She's going to boarding school essentially. And she discovers she has the ability to rewind time. And what would an 18-year-old girl do? But solve mysteries. Right. She becomes <laughs> one a one-woman Scooby-Doo. Was the premonition? Well, there's the more tornado. than one. Oh, there's, right. She's got her, her girl Friday. Oh, that's true. She has her her lovely lady Chloe. Yeah, and, uh, and then the occasional Warren. Yeah, <clears throat> Warren, Warren is her there. Bitch. Warren, yeah, bitch. yeah, he Warren delivers. Sir friend zone. I yeah, think. I know. Right? <laughs> oh my god, you feel so bad. Whatever. I gave Jeez. a good kiss at the end. I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, that's the funny thing is, like, I have this whole interpretation of, yeah, Warren's just this bitch the whole time. I'm like. No, dude, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I'm with Chloe. I like Chloe. Oh, did you blow him off? Yeah, of course. You, go to, you weren't gonna go to the movies with him? No, go to the dude, no, go to fuck the him, man. Go to the drive I don't know. It's Planet of the Apes. You have to make your intentions clear 
with people. You Especially do. It's a good movie, though. You know, it's a great movie. I'm not yeah. saying that. Maybe I sneak out to it with Chloe. You don't know. That's true. I didn't know I did Chloe I do agree yet. with Greg that you're not leading anybody on here. That's not mm. very nice. Exactly. But he I gave you them a flash off. drive with Akira on it. So, All right, come right. on. But it's, he's, it's one of those, he's trying so he hard. Is trying. Like, he took a punch bro. in the face for you. I know, and then I left like a complete jerk. And then jerk. you laughed. My wife watched me play, and when that scene happened, she was like, that's kind of rude, isn't it? You're letting him get beat yeah, up yeah, yeah. and you're just driving off. Like, no, he, no he one can gets deal help. with this. He's dangerous. Exactly. We gotta flee. But Warren's fine. No, but Warren's she, a dude. He says it. He's like, go, Max, run. <laughs> Let me just get my face beaten. So if you denied Warren the whole time, did you end up kissing Chloe later oh, I did, in the series? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, oh, I did this both. is full spoilers, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I let the world burn. My my, my yeah. canonical mm. playthrough is like, let's get the fuck out of here, Good Chloe. Good for you. Because it's one of those things, I'm not going to sacrifice what we have in hopes that the world doesn't end. Okay. That's you know what I mean? If it's not this, it's something else. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. Exactly. Hey, but I, what, how would you know you're not going to destroy the world more? Obviously, the world is ending because of the choice that you have made. Sure. How do you know that it's her? your choices, though? Because maybe there's other people who could rewind time, and if even if you'd gone back, Maybe there's an alternate timeline where somebody else is rewinding too much, and then you they know how I know because I rewinded time, I let her die, and the world didn't blow up. You did for today. I saved a whole for today. I saved a whole pot of whales. Tomorrow, yeah. I saved a bunch of birds and some oh, townsfolk. Speaking of <laughs> Joyce, speaking of Joyce. things that you had to save or people you had to save, why the fuck were you always having to save Alyssa? It's I like don't know. Alyssa, watch out with the football. Alyssa, don't get pushed into the pool. And I missed Alyssa. Alyssa. This, there's going to be water splashing here. It's like, oh my god! That fate has it in for her. Yeah. I also felt like Alyssa was like an offensive character because she was like a little bit heavy set, and also she had a voice that was like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. And that was like a mean caricature of what they thought like a heavy set right. girl should be like. Like, yeah. okay, Max. And then yeah. she just moves. She's like the Eeyore of the game, and yeah. I just I wasn't into it. Yeah, no, it was it was it was definitely weird. Her character, I think, was the weirdest one that stuck. Yeah. Stood out to me. I also thought it was weird that when they throw the football and hit her in the head, you have to rewind time to help her, or like she yells at you about. We well, gotta like, see what happens. I should really yeah. turn it back and save her. It's like. Oh, I think it's. it's I think it's just I think, tutorial. Yeah, that's yeah. still early yeah. enough yeah. in the game. They're trying to. to Later teach on, you. they stop doing that. It's, yeah. I just. The Hellas got me. Was yeah. not a that's fan why of all the, the Hellas, Hellas bother you so much. Oh my god, because they said it Hella so much. I cringe. Have you ever met Tim Gettys? Like he says hell all the time. I, I, I cringed very frequently, and I was like, "Do kids really talk like this?" No. I was like, "Like, what's going on?" I have Look. said, and I will say it again. It sounds like Scott Pilgrim jizzed on a script, and they were like, <laughs> "Do it, put it on there." That's the script for Here's Life is Strange. Thing. The girl on the couch doesn't want to admit that that's how girls talk I to don't. each other. This is hitting too it's, close to home. For no, her. it just, I felt like the voice acting and like the, the dialogue were so off for me. Like it was very, it sounded like what an adult thinks the teens mm. would say. And then like the voice acting wouldn't really back it up. So like there would be something where like, oh man, that's hella shitty, which is like, okay, sure, someone could say that. And they'd be like, give me one moment. And they would like enunciate the whole world word moment. I'm like, no kid does that. Like, give me a second or like whatever. Like it's very yeah. slurry. But then they didn't match Slurry. up. It very it, it, it stood out to me. Chloe was it super broke your mind. I'll give you it that. Did. Yeah, Chloe Chloe's dialogue as a whole was very. I just want to blaze. Yeah. Like, All right, girl. Yeah, she was like mead, basically. Yeah. yeah. So the uh, the story there, there there's several points in the story where things can branch and then change and then affect 
the reality that you operate on sure. as the as the game goes on. But then I felt like it's kind of suffered from like Mass Effect syndrome, where at the end of the game you're essentially presented with two choices, sure. mm-hmm. and a lot of this seemed inconsequential. I don't know if that's like part of the story where it's like, well, you know, you don't have to sweat these small things, even though it's people's lives in some cases. And in the end, it's just really the big choice you have to focus on. Like for example, in your playthrough, did anybody manage to save Kate? Yeah. Oh yeah, I saved her. I didn't. You're a monster. I couldn't. I could not figure it out. I was like, <laughs> "Wow, couldn't you I was summon like, up one small?" No, I, I said lots of good things, but then I felt like empathy. it was at the very end. I fucked it up. I was like, "No, people love you." She's like, "Who?" I was like, uh, "Your mother." Uh, I don't know. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, she was yeah. like, "No, you don't know me at all." You she didn't explore. Off, like, you didn't read my email. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Pretty much, I was like, "You didn't root through my shit and tell me exactly I, all the people that loved me, yeah, like yeah, my yeah. sisters I, and my father." I didn't spy on your email. I'm sorry. He I wrote a stirring note, Gus. I didn't it was know. Touching. I felt like I also was being like penalized for not being a nosy piece of shit all the time. Also, the girl who's pregnant, you're like. There's like 75 <laughs> clues, and then she gets pissed off when you look at any of them. Yeah. It was really annoying. I just, I felt very like, when I would do things, I would look at both choices and be like, well, they're both shit, so I guess I'll just tell her to go to the cops, even though she's upset that yeah. I told her to go to the cops. Like, I will say, there was a super weird, like, Legend of Zelda sort of thing where it's just like, I just walk into people's rooms and I'll just start like, yeah. yeah, they're there. They're there, and you're like opening what, their drawers. What, like, what the fuck what are you doing? What, let me just. Yeah, you good? Yep. Yeah. Max. Oh, what's over here? Max, yeah. why are you taking photos of random things in my room? Yeah. I mean, just well, rooting like, Max, through everything. Why are you taking a fucking photo in the middle of class? Like, yeah. I thought it wanted me to do it, and then it made me do it again. The the one big gripe I have about this game is I played it keyboard and mouse, and yes, yes, that's exactly we've got we've come to the bottom of it. If you uh, uh, don't use keyboard and mouse, she never says hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's only for that. Um, but at the very beginning, when it's showing you the photo, it wants you to look at the photo. On keyboard and mouse, it show it highlights the photo, and then there's like a circle, and it says look under the circle, and it highlights the photo. So you think like, okay, I dragged to photo, and then like a little tutorial at the top is like, hey, you haven't done it in enough, like you've been waiting too long to do it. So put your cursor on the object and click it, or like on the look object and click it. Okay, so that object sounds like I gotta put it on the photo, but your mouse, like the photo's here, and your mouse could only go to here. It likes, it has like this invisible wall. And I'm like, I can't get to the photo. What is happening? So then I'm thinking like, oh, some option is messed up. So I go into the options. When you come out of options, you have to re-watch the cutscene of her waking up in class. Then I'm like, it still doesn't work. What the fuck? So I like exit to go Google what the fuck's happening. And it turns out you have to click look as opposed to the object. And then it like lets you, like you click the word look. But it is, there's forum thread after forum thread after forum thread of people being like, what the fuck is wrong with my mouse? Yeah. I can't use it. I, I, I didn't have that problem I was with my say, controller. Don't be a, don't be a huge fucking <laughs> dork and you'll be fine. Uh, you, a controller. You, know, you can plug a controller in Well, here. I wanted to, you know what? I wanted to play it on PS4, yeah. but then I thought, oh, screw it. I'll just play it on Steam because then I can play it at work. Not on Mac. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fucked me all the way around. You can't win. I yeah. couldn't win. I, I really liked the game. This was a game that I was excited about, like the E3 when they announced it before the game came out, just because I was really excited and curious to see a game that was different. Sure. That wasn't like the same shit we see over and over. Like it wasn't a shooter. It wasn't uh, a zombie game. It was like at the time before I knew what the story was about. It's like oh, it seems like an introspective story about like teenage girls, you know, mm-hmm. going around and, and Gus rewinding time. Yeah, there's anything Gus loves. Little slice girls. of life. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm really appreciative uh, of that fact of the fact that we got to see something that you know was maybe a little more of an experiment. Sure. It wasn't no. Like so. 
secure. I loved it, and I I loved the I, I loved it for the same reasons you did, and I liked it that it was the fact that it was someone making a Telltale like game that wasn't Telltale. Yeah, you know that, what I mean, let's make an episodic adventure that is about the story. And in the same way, to your point of like how you thought that you know all these choices still end up in the same endings, right? What I always talk about with Telltale games and with Life is Strange is the fact that I feel like we're all presented with the same coloring book page, right? And then. It's always the same image, but the way we shade it and the inter, you know the interactions we have with each character, this, that, or the other, the choices we make there, even in the end, it's still the same image. We've just shaded it differently, and that's what makes it ours. It's like it's your own yeah. perspective. Exactly. On it. Yeah. Because right. yeah. like you know, there's always you talk to somebody and they didn't have this conversation or they I didn't do what you know Meg did. Mm -hmm. It's like oh okay that that changes it all around. Where it's like you didn't help Warren. No, Warren sucks in my game. I don't yeah, like yeah. Warren. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a nerd. Yeah. I, I well I feel like I appreciate it's almost like Firewatch for me. Like I didn't mm -hmm. like the game Firewatch because of the game's ending. Yeah. But I appreciate what Firewatch is and that it's an effort. And for the same reason, like, I didn't like Life is Strange, mm -hmm. but I appreciate that it was a non-Telltale game done by someone who, or like a Telltale-esque game that was done not by Telltale. But I also felt like that also had drawbacks. So like, they're, they show you your choices at the end and it's like, yeah, but did I really make these choices or did I see both outcomes and then well, get to choose? So it was exactly. like, that's where you feel like the emotional payoff of a Telltale game yeah. is that you make your choice yep. and then you live with it. You live with the consequences. Yeah. There were also some moments where like when they present your choices where it's like, oh, I didn't make that choice. I must have missed that. Yep. Oh, that happened There's a lot every of time I hit the end of an episode. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know I could do that or that <laughs> or that. Yeah. Well, and I, I felt like, like I was really looking around. It wasn't yeah. like I was just blazing through the game. It's like, oh, you let's know. Blaze, man. Let's blaze, man. I just wanted to blaze. Hello, I was blaze. rooting through <laughs> everything. I was knocking shit over on bookcases. I was rooting under beds. That was the worst when you're like, you get that. to the end of the episode and you're still missing like three yeah. photos. You're like, what the, what the hell was I supposed yeah. to do? Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't think I discovered that you could take photos until episode two or maybe mm -hmm. three. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I, I missed all yeah, of this. Yeah, I think two is when it really kicked in for me because I played episode one and then taken a break for some. I played episode one when it came out and then got distracted and did, mm -hmm. waited and played it all again at Christmas. Mm -hmm. Like went through it and that's when I was like, oh, this is a cool mechanic. Like I didn't know what the hell these photos were before, but now I get where I'm yeah. going. With yeah, it. I think when the game initially came out, I had purchased it and yeah. I played episode one when it launched and then I played episode two when it came. Out, but I stopped on episode two because I was like, I can't do it with these episodic games anymore. Sure, like, sure, I, sure, I was, sure. I waited for, I wanted to wait for everything to well, come out. Well, that's the thing, right? Whenever it's like previously on Life Strange or whatever, yeah. Walking Dead, you turn it on, you're like, oh, right, that happened. Oh, 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 right. And, but then it's like, well, what choice did I make? And where was this? Well, and, uh, and more than that, it's like, they'll, they'll tell you the choices, but I want, just want to remember, like, what was my motivation in making that choice? Right, like, right, what, right, what right, was right, the right. interaction that led Why to me did I do that? Yeah. choosing that? Because then you end up with an inconsistent playthrough. Yeah. Warren gets led on. Warren. People hated the end of this game. Like, by and yeah. large, so the response was profoundly negative to the end of the game. What do you guys think? I mean, so it's it definitely was not a game that ever gave you the option of a true happy ending. Really. Yeah, sure. It's like life. It is like life. There was the, Which, they gave you, like, the dangle of a happy ending about a quarter of the way through, and then you realize that it's I, not. Or the quarter of the way through the fifth episode. I, I was fine. I was content with the ending. Mm -hmm. I didn't hate it. I thought it was, it was suitable. Yeah. When I interviewed I, uh, the developers, right, I was talking about the fact that, I'm like, I killed Chloe. No, I, that, I mean, I rewind when I, I, I'm like, my real, in my head, canonical playthrough was, you know, I'm drive off with Chloe, and I'm like, that was kind of abrupt and short, and then you go back, and you, yeah, you, when you kill her, and you go through, you're like, well, clearly, this is the real canon ending, right? Because there's a song, yeah. and there's this, and there's yeah. resolution, and I talk to them, and they're like, oh, no, there isn't, that's not how, I'm like, bullshit, it isn't. Like, you put a lot of work into this one, you know what yeah. I mean? But like. That, I don't, it's so hard to end a game like that, especially when you're making choices, because everybody wants it to end, whether it's Mass Effect, Walking Dead, this, right? They want it to end and be like, I have this ending, and you talk to somebody, and there's like a thousand different endings. Like, well, that's not a game. Like, that's not the point, right? Mm -hmm. it, we, I think we always talk about it being like the bell, right? You start here, you go out, and you have to come back in for the story to make sense to tell somebody something. 
I liked this ending the first time when it was called Donnie Darko. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that movie. <laughs> this is this game is Donnie Darko it with is teenage not Donnie girls. Darko. She goes back in There's time no and bunny. instead of her dying like Donnie does, she lets Chloe die. Spoiler: Donnie kills himself in the end. I liked it better when it was called Butterfly Effect. Ashton uh, oh, Kutcher. Uh, I saw the butterfly in the corner. I'm like, all right, until dawn. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other character I had a question about for everyone was. Uh, did you end up <clears throat> shooting Frank, or no. did you end up like recruiting him to help you? Dude, he was super buddy buddy with me. Yeah, wow. no, he got I got him on my side. I <coughs> I shot him in the leg. Why did you, you shoot him in the leg? Oh. I was happy with my choice. I was happy with where. <laughs> How it went. did you See, shoot him in the leg? I ended up making choices because I didn't like Max. Like she annoyed mm, me, yeah. so I'd make choices that were like. Yeah, fuck it. Let that dude know that I told the principal that he's he had a gun. Like, I would just make yeah. choices willy-nilly yeah, 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 yeah. that were like, who cares if Max gets hurt because of this? Sure. Yeah, I, th- I think you have to progress. And again, it goes to, like, the, the story element. You had to have had... I think you had to have the gun with you at the time. So, so I, you didn't I, give the gun to Frank. Or Frank didn't take the gun from you in the first encounter. No, because I tried to shoot him. you tried to shoot him, and he just left. And, yeah, he leaves. So you if had he, it later. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I tried to shoot him. Yes, then I had it later, and then you end up shooting him. You, I think you can also kill him. Oh, yeah. You can kill him. You can yeah. kill the dog. Yeah. It's oh, super sad. sad. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about the dog because I could throw it in the road or I throw it in the parking lot. I threw it in the parking lot. I was oh, very careful that, about like, that. The dog, when it runs out, it runs oh. out of the motorhome, you pull up your gun and shoot the dog. All right. So and he's like, you killed my fucking dog, and then you shoot him. <laughs> no one can know about the death of the dog. <laughs> it brings up kind of an interesting point, though, because there are so many points or so many uh, moments in this game where people who like Frank, you view them as the bad guy, but then if you pursue that thread, you realize that they're not. Well, that's all this like, game all is. All the bad guys yeah. are actually really not that well, bad, except for except for the guy that's <laughs> supposed to be the good guy. Who's the bad guy? Sometimes in life you think people are bad, but then they turn out to be good. You just have to understand their perspective. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I don't feel really... like that, like with Victoria or whatever. Oh, no. the whole way. I tried, I tried, <laughs> I tried with her early on with when, after dropping paint. I was gonna her. say, yeah, yeah. I was like, smile, bitch. And, and then later she, over. later she was like, oh, uh, don't think we're best friends or anything. I was like, all right, that's it. Fuck yeah. you. It's <laughs> on. Speaking, by the way, of Victoria, this reminded me of it. Did you find the shower scene creepy? Because, like, remember scene. she, in episode one, she takes the shower, and the girls are, like, or oh, yeah. episode two or something. Yeah, they're making fun of Kate, and they're, like, write the thing on yeah, the mirror. Yeah. But before Victoria comes in, there's, like, 45 seconds of Max in the shower where she's, like, uh. And I'm, like, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. oh. No, no, no. That was Max really is, immersive for Max me. Max is 18. <laughs> I thought it was fine. I thought, Max I, honestly. 18, but she looks 14, I, and I felt yeah. very wrong. I was really worried about that. Like, about that scene in particular. I thought it was going to go in a really creepy place, and I thought it didn't. Because it's very much just like her wetting her hair and like you see this. But I could have yeah. cut straight to Victoria walking in and had the same yeah. experience. It but felt so unnecessary you for me. You know what it felt like to be you in the shower. You don't want to see a head shower? Come I on. I don't want to see you it. See so skin. what did you do with her and Chloe? I mean, did you get them skinny dipping together? Or like brawn painting this woman? I didn't get that far. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm mm. sure I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, overall, I, mean, I think that it's, uh, it's, it's, it's worth it. I think I don't know what it is right now. 20 bucks or something? Yeah, it's 20 bucks. What? Think, and it's like... Well, they put uh, out that yeah, mission, a 15-hour yeah. game or so? Here's yeah, the other it's thing 15 I had. hours if you go as fast as you can. Okay. We're just eluding really? all the secondary stuff. Yeah, I think uh, my my first two chapters were two and two and a half hours, and I was trying to zip through as fast mm, as I okay, could. Okay. So, so ultimately, at though, least 10 hours. with the way the game ends, nothing that you did the entire game mattered. It's like Does life. that bother you? 
It is like life because your life is. You useful. keep saying it's like life. I just committed 15, 20 hours of my life to the game, and no you got choice a story. I made. You got a story. You got I did experience? get a great story. I had no, but no choice I made at any point during the game except for the last one mattered to anybody. But it's that not a choice, though. It's not about like it's it's like your philosophy. Like, is the journey about the destination, or mm-hmm. is it about enjoying mm-hmm. the journey? And That's I enjoyed fair. the journey, so I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I with do it. enjoy the journey. I think it was a really. It's good the same story. thing. Like, I wasn't upset with the Mass huh. Effect ending for the same reason. It's like, well, I had three games of fun, yeah. and it boiled down to this choice, which wasn't the ideal ending, but I was happy that it was concluded and like the whole world was uh-huh. done. Though I felt like the world existed and lived because I left my impression yeah. on it. But I also feel like there's a way to do it like the latest Walking Dead season. We won't <clears throat> spoil it because this isn't a spoiler cast for Walking Dead, but you can end up in a few different locations sure. with a, a different amalgamation of people. So like there are stories in which they branch out and there are different people who are alive or dead or whatever in your game yeah. and I, yeah. I i enjoy that well we did was, we did have that i mean some people could That's have been true. alive like or dead shot, but, sure, sure, but it didn't matter in the end yeah. you know it had no effect it, right. i mean it's at any point when you're talking to these developers they're trying to tell a story Right, and that's what I always talk about, again, not to spoil this, isn't it, but for Last of Us, right? When Last of Us got to its last scene, I remember waiting for the choice to pop up. And mm-hmm. when the choice didn't pop up, and I was like, oh, fuck, all right, well, bam, bam. And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, holy shit, like, that changed my entire perception of that character, and I don't like where this ends in terms of, like, how I feel, but I, I really right. respect that they like, were like, this is the story. You know I, what I mean? I didn't even give it a second thought. I, didn't, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, yeah, we're getting out of here, motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, fuck choice. Yeah. I've made my choice. Yeah. Other people were like, Oh, that was really hard. Off, off camera. They were like, it was really hard after really think about it. And I was like, oh, I didn't think at all. What I didn't want to think like, about it. Yeah. Come on. I, I, I guess it all boils down to I fucking hate humanity in all <laughs> the games I play. And I would have absolutely let a tornado destroy the town to get my sweet lesbian lemon. Right. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I consume a lot of content, TV, movies, video games, books. We get it. You're smart. I, no, it's not that I'm smart. It's <laughs> I watch I, a lot of TV. Very, oh, yeah, very I'm smart. very smart. What I'm saying here is I got no life, okay? <laughs> it's really, it's a much sadder statement. But the point is that at the end of the day, if you go through and you get to the end of one of these and you actually feel something, uh, even if it's not a pleasant feeling, then it's really done something sure. valuable narratively. Like, did now you, I'm actually invested in it. And even though you, did you feel something at the end of Life is I absolutely did. Okay. Yeah, I absolutely did. Yeah, it really... it. It got me to that point where I got to the end of it, and I finished it at 2 a.m. last night. Uh, Sobbing. And just, uh, I'm not... Emotional mean, wreck. There were, there were interior tears, sure, right? But sure. they were there. And interior. Just, I just stared at the ceiling for like an hour after that, because I was like, fuck. All right. Uh, that's in my brain from now on. <laughs> Aw, you were laying in bed like, should I have let her die? <laughs> it's, it's a choice. It's like, well, that's... What does it mean? Like, is it? did any of it happen? Did she just... Uh, was she in the situation? It was so traumatizing in the bathroom that this is all just her escape from it. Mm, or mm. I mean, there's so many different ways oh, you could turn it. Oh, you're gonna vanilla sky it here. You could. Mm. I mean, it may be that none of it happened. Open this fan eyes, theory will Ryan. blow your mind. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> oh, one more question. What? I have one last question. When did you figure out it was Jefferson? Um, I don't think it was until. The very like when it got revealed. Yeah, I don't, I, I never I wasn't thinking I I was so caught up in more of like what the, I could for a while I was like how the fuck is this tornado how would I even stop a tornado yeah. you know what I mean then you have to rewind it's oh it's because of me but whatever but no I, it wasn't until he, when I remember when he gave the injection like oh shit he was like oh Not you Mr. Like, Jefferson like, oh okay I guess that makes sense right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. the uh, the note on the computer when you're exploring the lab and it's it's the character at the time like goes oh man his dad's really fucked up yeah that pegged it for me though because he didn't sign it yep 
And at this point, we'd re- we'd really gone through and realized, and part of it was the fact that I'd gotten to a point with Frank, where Frank, I could see the Frank was not the asshole. I got to the point with David, where I could see David was not the asshole. I even got to a point with Nathan, where you could see, like, mm. Nathan is fucked up, but it's not necessarily his fault. Like, he's being pushed to do this. As a quick aside, did you beat the shit out of Nathan, or did you, like, not? I pulled Warren off him. Oh! oh I Warren is your war dog. I beat the shit, or I let Warren beat what? the crap yeah. out of him. Warren yeah. the shit out of him. And then I pulled him off, and then he pulled the gun, and I was like, oh, fuck that, rewind it. Now you're getting <laughs> <laughs> head kicked, and you piece you of let shit. let him have it. Yeah. Uh, but at that point, I was like, well, f- everybody that it is set up to be the bad guy yeah, is yeah. not the bad guy. Except for Victoria. Cunt. Even she has like cunt. an underlining of not cunt. 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 Thank you. Okay, fine. But, so they built all these characters up, and then it's like, well, the juxtaposition of that is the guy that's the hero, the mm-hmm. one that's that's supposed to be good and pure and, and your, your hope. That's where the turn's got to be, right? Because that's the only one that would matter at this point. And you were right. And that note was where I was like... So it's nothing that would ever help you in real life. It's it's just when you're consuming a story, you think about characters. Well, there was no other options in the story either. What if it had been Warren? Would you have felt even more betrayed? That would have blown me away. (laughs) Uh, But I didn't think Warren had access to Nathan's basement. I I felt like it could have been Warren and Nathan, like in a you know, like Scream One, where it turns out to be the two guys working Uh together. It could have been that. Spoiler, Jesus. But I'm sorry, was, 1994. I was, I was gonna watch that tonight. <laughs> you made it this far, but so there was something in the note about I have still so much to teach you and things like that. It had a lot of leading statements that, in retrospect, make even more sense. And that was the, the thing. Time, in yeah. retrospect, I remember when I sat down to talk to my girlfriend about it afterwards, and she like, yeah. Then and she explained all that, and I was like, oh fuck, I didn't even think about that because they had done such a good job of here's a note from dad shitting on you, and here's something yeah. else from dad, and he hates you, and then here were these things that were like, yeah, you're a disappointment, do this, and then. But if you didn't read all that stuff, if you didn't actually root through everything in the room, right. then that, you'd still have a great time, still have a good experience, but you wouldn't have seen that mm-hmm. clue. Yeah. So it's so easy to not have that experience. That's the problem with these games, right? I mean, Firewatch, you know, you brought up, and that was the same thing with me, where Firewatch ended, and I was like, ah, and I talked to somebody else, I'm like, well, why was there this thing over here? And they were like, again, not the Firewatch spoiler cast. I'm like, oh, well, this, and did you see this? And I'm like, no, I didn't see any of that stuff. Uh, so this huge segment made no sense to me. See, I, I agree, and again, not spoiler watch, spoiler cast, Firewatch, spoiler but watch. spoiler watch. Yeah. Uh, but I did root through everything, and I still felt like, why, oh, yeah, yeah. why Firewatch, did you burn me? <laughs> um, uh, I didn't even mean it like that. Uh, I'm not very smart. Uh, right. We should pick a new game. You should watch so you're out. Pick okay. a new game. Pick a new game. Okay, so you're out. The other three of us are in. What does that mean? For, He's not going to be no, for No, I'm saying we like the game. Oh, 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 yes. oh yeah. 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 Cylinder. No, we say three. Yes. It's gone too far. We three say yes. It's gone too far. This must end. Let me just tell you that the cylinder hasn't gone far enough. Uh, it went too far as well. It also the, went. The, the conti- I was going to say, this is looking really light. I'm really suspicious I'm here. excited. Hey, I will say not everything in there has the same words written on it. Let's see. Kindred spirits on the roof. Yep. Okay. Next game for Game Club. Kindred spirits on the roof. Okay, keep going. This uh, this is the one about the lesbian, lesbian ghost. sex game. Yeah. I want to play this one. It's the same one. They're the same game. <laughs> uh, Super hot lesbian sex game. <laughs> um, That's all the joke. Spirits on the roof. There we go. 
Thunder. Yes. Right, we're playing super hot lesbian sex. Yes, game. super hot lesbian sex game. I, I like the idea that. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I love the idea that we would all show up next time and have played different lesbian hot sex games. <laughs> Kindred spirits on the roof is about two ghosts who have met after they've died, uh, and they decide that they are they want to have lesbian sex with one another, but but they don't understand how lesbian sex works or how Google works. So instead, you have to go and convince your female classmates to fuck each other so the ghosts can watch and then figure out how to fuck. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited this game is finally out. Our, just... But are video games art? <laughs> is the question I want to know. You know, it was a toss-up between this one and the one where you kill the other girls who Senpai notices. You guys, it was like oh, yeah, uh, from Yon Twitch. Yandere Simulator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Simulator, yeah. yeah. All right, well, thanks for watching, everybody. We'll be back with Lesbian Sex in a month. I look forward to learning about it, too.